is right. That is right. That is right, folks. This is the No Radio Show. We are back again for another wonderful evening of recording. Maybe not a full evening, but you know, we're doing some. We're doing something. Gotta do it. As you can hear, uh, it is not the captain of the shit ship, Owen. Uh, he is still uh, in... Oh, fuck. Still vacationing. One of, yeah, one of those faraway European countries. He's still out there doing that, guys. So while he is doing that, we, as in me, myself, Mike B., uh, and my great friend, uh, the wizard lizard from the Great White North, Ty. Ty what's up? It is me. I am good. Hello. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear. We are doing the show in Owen's stead uh, with no Owen. So that means we're really going to just get buck wild. Talk about all the things that Owen never lets us talk about. I do what I want. This is going to be an all political show. We're only going to be talking political takes here. Okay. Um, I want to know your <laughs> ideas on tax reform. I want to know how you think Joe Biden is fucking up. I want to hear this. Oh. He's really shitting the bed. Uh, <laughs> is this being uh, flooded somewhere? Are you getting on stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying what I want to now, Ty. Um, but you know, one thing that I think. Um, we need to do real quick before we get into any, any real podcasting tie. Um, I thought we were going to talk politics. (laughs) No, we're going to talk something real serious. We're going to talk about a, a loss that the Ono family suffered. Um, and you know, I, 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 if, if you're friends with Owen, you, you already have seen. Um, I just would like to take a brief moment of silence to remember our beautiful friend Ginger the cat. Um, Miss Ginger. Um, she was. She if was. If you've a- been to Owen's house, you've met Ginger, and yeah. you know, right when you meet Ginger, she's a sweet fucking cat. Like she was never a dick. <laughs> no, never. she was never a dickish cat. She always. She just wanted love. Um, she wanted you yeah. to pet her, and she she would sit and wait for you. Um, she didn't crowd your lap all the time. She would sit patiently by you and just wait for pets. Um, she was a great cat, and uh, the the studio is going to be a little little dimmer without her. Uh, we'll miss you, Gender. I mean, I've known Owen like a long time now, mm-hmm. and just thinking about it. I have no idea how old Ginger was, really, and I didn't really want to ask yet, but, like, Ginger's been with him the whole time I've known him, for sure. Uh, dude, I, I, she had to have been, like, 12, 13 years old. She was... Maybe older. Maybe, maybe older. Um, I, I think she was, like, 16 or 17, maybe? Wow. I'm not sure. Well... Whatever the age of our, I don't know, our beautiful cat Ginger. Um, if you know her, you knew she was a lovely cat, and uh, she's going to be missed by everyone who frequented the studio. Um, you know, I know Owen feels the same way, and I know how hard it is for him dealing with this across the ocean. So, um, yeah. you know, send send a little bit of love to Owen because he's, I know he's feeling it right now, so. 
Um, yeah. But moving, moving right, right along to something a lot happier. Uh, Ty, you know what happened this week, right? <laughs> the whitest Mexican holiday of, of exactly. Of it was <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. Followed uh, only it, it. It followed one of the other whitest holidays of the year, which is uh, the fourth of May, May the fourth. <laughs> Yeah, um, which is the gigantic Star Wars nerd holiday, where if you are a nerd, you were wished uh, "May the Fourth be with you" probably several times. They they allowed us at our corporate workspace to wear jeans and Star Wars gear on May the Fourth. <laughs> Did they subsequently let you wear jeans and Mexican attire on <laughs> May the fifth? They did not. No, surprisingly enough. Ty, you should have shown up in like a brown plaid shirt with a with a cowboy hat on and like some work boots, like but not like steel toed like your your actual work boots, like some cowboy work boots. Yep, yep. And then just done it real like Mexican uncle style. <laughs> I'm gonna celebrate. <laughs> hey, I'm here to celebrate. I won't say. Yeah, I I did have. Uh... All Mexican food all week, though, in different flavors that were all pretty banging. <laughs> well, uh, well, Ty, I mean, it's seven ingredients. That's <laughs> yeah. all pretty much it, dude. Yeah. I mean, I... So, I mean, you know, my uh, my job is not a Mexican restaurant anymore. Yeah, but um, do you loathe it just from that? <laughs> I still think I have a, a little it? bit of residual hatred uh, for Cinco. <laughs> Just because I spent so many years where it was just such a bad, a bad, bad holiday. Like there was no amount of like after work alcohol that could like wipe away a Cinco de Mayo for a lot of years. So the fact that I, I wake up now and it's just a normal Friday, you know, I just go in, do my normal job. I did get there. Because uh, my job basically serves like American food, like tavern food, wings, burgers, you know, fish. We're doing steak. burritos. We're going to do burritos. <laughs> no, dude. Like uh, uh, the chef comes in and he's like, okay, so we're going to do tacos. What kind of tacos do you guys want to do? I'm like, God damn it. Uh, I'm like, none at all, please. Like, let's just skip hey, it. Like, we're not, we're not a taco restaurant, dude. Let's. Let's avoid. Let's you not do, do love it. Tacos, though, right? You know, I you, do. Yeah, I, I do. mean, you can't not love tacos. And it's not that I hate tacos, but just today, well, I mean, we do tacos <laughs> every Tuesday, anyways. We do Taco Tuesday at my regular restaurant. So, just today, guys, let's fight. <laughs> let's fight the urge and not do them. And my boss was like, "No, it's tacos and a margarita." Did like, you say oh. that? You said that to your boss? I told him, like, let's just, let's not. You know, I was half joking, <laughs> but part of me wanted him to just take me serious and be like, you know what? We're, we're not gonna. Let's, you know what? You're right. We're just not gonna. And so we made, we made tacos anyways. Here and I, my, and my morning shift was fine. And I went home. Went home for about two hours, took a little nap, ate some food, 
mm-hmm. got ready to go back for my night shift and I show up for night shift and the restaurant itself is not packed but we have a pretty fa- we have a fairly large bar it's I want to say like 22 seats it's yeah, pretty big yeah. um the bar is entirely full now there's there's no food going on just people drinking and it's <laughs> it's it's five o'clock when i show back up and i'm like all right party this is not bad i look on the line like all the cooks are there i'm the last person to get in and i'm like okay everybody's here that's good and there's no tickets hanging so everyone's just kind of like dicking around hmm. so i'm like cool i don't even have to come right onto the line i can dick around in the back um so within you know 10 15 minutes the you know people start coming in and i i come up online the night goes pretty smoothly until i'm i'm like on my i'm like on my way out like i'm cleaning some stuff up i'm you know starting to wipe things down starting to get everything ready so that i can like leave because i don't have to close so i just leave the other guy at the station and just go yeah. home but i'm kind of like cleaning things up and i can see these two dudes who are sitting at our inside bar are hollering at these Boy. at these three women who are sitting at our outside bar and i'm like all right this is i mean they're yelling a little bit but there's two bartenders like they're not going to let that happen they'll they'll quiet this down <laughs> I finish cleaning up. I, you know, tell my coworker like, all right, man, I'm going to get out of here. I go to, you know, I go clock out and I'm standing there at the little clock out machine and it's, it's right at the end of the bar. And so I'm, I'm watching for a minute and these guys are like really like hollering at these ladies trying to get them to come over to the inside of the bar where, where there's no seating, by the way. <laughs> He, they just want these women to come stand next to them and talk to them. So I, I'm I'm watching it kind of go on, and the bartender comes over and he's like, "I'm so sick of these guys. I, I don't, I don't want to keep dealing with these guys." And I'm like, "Did he say this? anything at all yet?" He hasn't said any. And from what he said, he's like, "I haven't said anything yet, but you know, um." I'm thinking about cutting them off. And I'm like, well, I mean, they seem loud and drunk. I'm like, how many drinks have they had? And he had said that they had had a few already. And I'm like, well, you know, you do have the option. Give them the warning. (laughs) Yeah. I would say cut them off. But, you know, I would say tell them, like, listen, guys, if you can't, if you can't rein it in, if you can't be civilized human beings at a restaurant bar, you're going to have to go. And he's like, all right, you think I can get away with that? I'm like, yeah, man, like it's better than cutting them off entirely, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And so. <laughs> How old is got, this person? This guy is uh, like 24, 25. Uh, he's, he's been a bartender for a little while. Um, you know. Uh, if you're a bartender, you got to have like a sack. You got to be able to like, you can't avoid people as a bartender, you know, fucking hell. Deal with I think, it, man. <laughs> I think he wanted like somebody else's confirmation to be like, these guys are acting 
inappropriate, right? Like you could, you'd be cool with cutting them off too. I'd be like, yeah, I'd, I'd say cut them off, cut them off now. But you know, long run, he he mentions to the guys like, hey, you just can't, you can't be hollering like that, not inside. And so they take that as like, oh, we just can't holler inside. We'll go outside and holler. <sighs> These two gentlemen proceed to go outside and start, since they can't sit directly next to these women, they sit like a couple seats down and just start leaning over the bar and hollering. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck. Yeah. So, uh, you know, eventually the bartender is just like, listen, guys, you know, we're cutting you off. Like, you guys can't seem to get the message that you can't be this loud. Like, we've got a full restaurant. You can't be this loud. So, yeah, we're cutting you off. They proceed to get more loud now because they're being told they can't drink anymore. To, 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 to basically wrap the story up. Uh, you we waited. Had to, you stayed. I, I, oh, I hung around. Yeah, I hung out just, like, standing there sipping a Sprite, just, like... Okay, so we're we're oh we're actually gonna kick these guys out. Yeah, the actual manager had to come in and just tell these guys like, "Hey, man, uh, we took care of your tab. We're gonna ask you to leave now." Took care of your tab. Oh yeah, he he didn't want to have them like hanging out while they fumbled around to get their tab paid. Uh, hmm. so yeah, he basically he comped out their tab and told them like, "Hey guys, yeah, get out." If you make it any, out. yeah, he's like, if you make it any bigger problem, we'll just have you trespassed. So, at least right now, if you behave yourself, you can come back eventually. But if you get trespassed, you're done. Do you think there are people that exist to try to exploit the system like that? What do you mean? Like, do some shit like that. Like, be purposely stupid, get kicked out and comped so they got a free few rounds. I do think you think that... those people exist? <laughs> I definitely do believe that those people have to exist because, you know, because we think that person exists. Yeah, that person obviously does. Um, In what frequency... Dude, I've honestly only ever ran into maybe a handful of people in my entire career who I literally felt were only being obstinate to get us to pay for their stuff. Hmm. Most people usually have a legitimate complaint or we can snuff out like, okay, you're, you're complaining about stuff that isn't really there and we'll call them on it and be like, listen... There's nothing actually wrong with this food. It's made entirely right. You know, whether you said yeah. you didn't want this stuff or not, this is the way it was rang in. So we can either get you new stuff or you can eat that. <laughs> no. Eat it. But, you know, there, I'm, I'm sure, especially in bartending, there are dudes that probably ask to have their drink remade once, if not twice, so they can get like a like a big gulp out of a drink and then be like, Oh, it's not made right. These people make me mad. And it is because we know they exist. It's like, fuck you. Come on. <laughs> like I get it enough. Well, I guess my thing is there are enough real mistakes made 
in restaurants and bars and in all sorts of service industries that why make illegitimate mistakes just yeah. to, to get free shit like if you if you go to Taco Bell enough eventually they're going to get it wrong and you can ask for happen. some free stuff it's just going to happen yeah. folks they're going to make a mistake you're going to catch it and they're going to give you something for free you know um i think i think if you go anywhere long enough like restaurant wise they're eventually going to make a mistake and you're going to get yeah. a chance to ask for something for free so don't go around making false statements to get free shit because then it it puts it, uh, all right these people just make me mad that's enough <laughs> yeah. yeah so here's the deal like as a manager you know how tough it is to suppress this thought in your head that like these people don't really have a problem they just want free shit i think yeah. that about every single complaint every yeah. time and so i'm super cautious like i watch clocks i'm like when people are like hey look my my order we've been waiting for 30 minutes and i'll be like oh let me go check on that i will come back with a ticket and be like i'm sorry man like you've only been waiting 14 so <laughs> it's totally inside of our acceptable amount of time to wait for food it hasn't been 30 minutes i'll 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 be I'll be the jerk so that you don't try and pull this stuff later. Look, we can tell exactly how long it's yeah, been. Yeah, especially if you can call them out. Oh yeah, and it's it's fun. Ticket printed, bloop bloop bloop. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely to show them tickets and be like, "Listen, folks, here's when your ticket was printed." I'm sorry. Uh, that's the best we can do. It's only been 14 minutes. You're totally not ready. I take it back. Now that now that I have a few pointers, I think I could scam the market pretty good. I'm just going to try it out. <laughs> yeah, why not? You're dealing with a bunch of Midwestern dodos. I'm sure they love it. I'm oh, sure they God. love giving away free mozzarella sticks all the time. I want them papas. I want the mozzarella <laughs> papas. The cheese curds. Give me all the um, So speaking of work, Ty, I... I do want to ask you a question. Um, yeah. Have you ever been burnt out at a job, or have, well, or in your career, is it is everything so gig based that you do it a little bit and you can take as much time as you kind of want? Kind of, sort of, but even, I mean, even being a freelancer, like actually taking time off, like just not taking work you don't really do that or you try not to because you want you want your string of income to be somewhat consistent right but there are times where like jobs line up for months at a time you know and you get done with like this long string of long day long hour jobs and you're just dead to the world there are times where i've like turned down a crappy day or you know something where it's like not worth so much to turn down and you're just like dead i've done that before but sure. i don't know man i had a i had a decent like juggling act of 
my different life aspects, I feel like. So I was never too burnt out on the industry, but there were times where I was beat up for sure. Well, I, I bring it up because, um, you know, I feel like I'm hitting that phase. Yeah. Um, now. And the problem is, at least for me, um, I have an amazing ability to deal with uh, stress and just long-term poor situations for so long yeah. that when I do start to notice the burnout, I'm like, oh no, it's, <laughs> it's already been so long in the burnout that now I'm noticing it. Um, do you not like the food industry anymore? Do you not want to do it? So I, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and I, what you like I think, to cook, right? I mean, but, you do like to cook. Yeah, but I, what I think I've realized is that I like to entertain people. Yeah, and food was just the easiest one because when I was young, I didn't think I was funny, and I didn't think I was all that smart. And I didn't really think people wanted to hear me talk about anything. So I was like, cool, I'll uh, I'll go into food because, like, that's the other way to entertain people is with food. Okay. Um, and now, I think what the problem is, is when you get into food, like, what they feed you is that, like, if you work really, really hard, you'll move yeah. up and eventually you'll be the manager. And then eventually you'll be the general manager. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did that. I did. I worked really, really hard for a really long time. And I finally got to be the general manager. Yeah. And when I finally got to my dream, which because that was my dream, was to be a general manager because that's what they told you your dream is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I realized that it just wasn't for me. Like I didn't like it. Being a general manager, you're still going to put in at least 60 hours at least, if not at least more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think having realized the dream, not only am I now like I'm burnt out because I'm just, I work 60 hours a week and 60 hours a week as a manager is a lot different than 60 hours a week as a cook. Yeah. Um, yeah the, they're two way different things. Um, so now it's like, I not only uh, am I burnt out, like I feel like I don't have a dream anymore because like, I don't have anything I want to work towards. Uh... So it's, I feel like <laughs> it's making the burnout that yeah, much man. harder. I know what you mean. I mean, dude, you know what I'm doing right now. It's not it's not my dream by any fucking means. Uh <laughs> But do you but that's I think what I'm kind of getting at, Ty. Do you do you think you still have a a, a dream? dream? Like you're Uh that's part of my midlife crisis going on, for sure, man. Like I for real, like I did like the industry of film. I do. Like there's a lot to like about it. There's all sorts of shit you cannot like about it at the same time, but it's like a passionate thing. It was a creative outlet 
there I did a fuck ton of different jobs in that industry and it was all somewhat fulfilling in different ways even being a PA like the bitch boy <laughs> the bitch boy <laughs> um bitch boy PA go get coffees for everyone yeah for everyone don't spill that shit you don't fuck it up uh, all the orders correct tie you, you better be <laughs> stony baloney tie goes on the coffee run has to be the funniest black and white short film i've ever seen i was pretty good i was pretty stoned too but yeah i I was i I don't think i really ever fucked that up i don't i did i did have to go back i spilled once like all over it was like 18 drinks is way too many drinks uh fucking hell but like being away from that industry where you're a freelancer, you have to deal with your own benefits. Being a diabetic is a hellhole for diet for just cost of living um, and insurance of all sorts. Like there's so many different risks involved, but I don't know, man, like I love it. Also doing this menial shit I'm doing now. And I don't want to talk down about the job too much because whatever, but like it's a real normal job like you could do this day to day not be stressed about it get paid not great but decently enough to live and the benefits are good like i've never not worried about benefits before that's fuck it's fucking weird but yeah now it kind of makes me want to find a real job if you will like a normal somebody hires you with a salary job in film that's not always easy but like i don't know man i don't know (laughs) what i think that's i think that's where i'm at is that i don't know what to do anymore because again like my whole dream for 20 years for you know probably 18 years because once i realized the dream once i had it once i reached the peak of that mountain i was like bro the view up here is just not good it's awful um, but couldn't you be like just an owner couldn't you come up with a concept you want or an idea and then you build it you see it happen and you own that shit but you're not the general manager somebody else deals with all the stress you're just not nah, i i think or is I, that not the game you want to play fuck that dude i <laughs> What I think a lot of it is, is I I think part of my midlife crisis is that I've been married for, it'll be 10 years next year. Yeah, man. And yeah. the whole time I've just been working like the, the most chaotic schedules where I'm just never available. I've. I really like, and especially for the past, I think, you know, being burnt out and over the past few months, I've, you know, basically been seeing my wife eight, maybe eight hours a week just because my schedule was just not lining up. She works a regular, like normal person job (laughs) and that's not just work the like nine to five. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. Nine to five, Monday through Friday. And so I think there, because I've never had it, there is like a desire to find 
like a regular normie job <laughs> because i i think yeah. i i think i don't have to enjoy it i think i think what i've realized now is that like i don't have to enjoy my job it's but probably not fucked up i don't know man like i don't <sighs> i can I... I can tell you pros and cons about a lot of different jobs but fucking hey, i miss having the passion because i had it like I, I remember being like excited to do shit you know yeah. go out and i'm i'm shooting a concert i'm fucking making a fan's fucking life by showing him up on the big screen while the foo fighters are playing and he's freaking out you know shit like that dude and it's i can rewarding. tell you um it it used to be rewarding to look out and see people eating food and and you liking know, it and liking yeah. it and <laughs> you know when people would come would stop by the window and be like hey that that food was great like we really appreciate that um now when i look out across like the the dining room and see people eating food all i can really think about is like bro like my family is hanging out my family's doing what they're doing and i'm here working because i'm helping other people enjoy their lives and i'm not enjoying my own so i don't know like it gives me a weird but a weird you say feeling that with a lot of different jobs you know like maybe but like i feel like sometimes i mean especially with your job you shot something so you got to like be there and enjoy it you don't have to like look at the people you don't you're they're not inviting you into the theater to like look at everybody while they watch the movie that you filmed <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh, with yeah. me it's literally like i'm it's nine o'clock at night i'm slaving away in a kitchen watching other people enjoy their lives and i think it hit it just hit me like uh you know a couple weeks ago and i was like I don't I don't enjoy this anymore. Hmm. I don't and I don't know what I don't know if there's anything that can fix that now. I don't know if I just have to kind of either well, find hell, man. Yeah. find the if passion you, if, back. Don't be afraid to walk away, dude. Like if it if it, if you've reached that literal end point. I don't know, man. There's a ton of shit to do out there. I'm sure you can find some fun or at least Something yeah. that you mildly enjoy, <laughs> hopefully. Ty, um, can we talk about something that I know you didn't enjoy? <laughs> yes. Um, and that is, uh, you told me you had some surprise expenses Man, that it, have come up this week. I think that the part that's hitting me the hardest is I haven't been able to re-up. <laughs> oh, there's been no weed. I still, I still have a little bit of what have you, but I'm, I'm running real low, like lower than health, healthy for me. Oh no! <laughs> uh, what are you? Okay, so when you're running low, like what are you down to? Are like the are the dab pens all? Are you running? Are they starting to to burn? <laughs> there, there's one that's on. I so I had three. I have barely left one, and then 
I have no more real dabs. I have some Delta 9 or whatever dabs that I've had for, like, backup that I never used, but, like, I just had it. (laughs) I will say it's not great, but I'm I'm still glad I have it. Um, It does something. And I do have a little bit of, like, moon rocks left. Um, You know, like, weed rolled in rolled in oil and keef yeah yeah. those are nice because you don't need like i i get like an eighth at a time and an eighth of those will last you forever because you just you don't really need to burn it hard you just take a little nug of that and it goes pretty awesome yeah Um, uh and i'm almost out of like just regular green too i'm pretty close to done See, we've been getting close here and there, but then I, I, you know, I, I tend to make the command decision where I'm like, we're getting too low. Just you got to call. You got to make the call. Got to call our guy, and we gotta, we gotta figure something out. Yeah. Um, Well, for me, it's fucked because uh, my car first, (laughs) like, uh, so my car's been fairly fairly reliable i got it from my parents a few years ago or a couple years ago i officially bought it from them after my mom wanted to get a new car yeah and it was better than my my old dodge beat up truck did that guy did that guy get sold yeah yeah uh i got a little more than i paid for it so it was fun (laughs) but um the brakes out of nowhere like the calipers on one side kind of got locked like stuck so it was grinding and shit a little while i was driving going in reverse was a pretty much a no-no and i couldn't get my car in right away to the place i go and i had to wait like a week and a half so i had to go to work i couldn't not go to work well you could have not gone to work no, Ty, if to you uh <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying you could have stayed at home to do your work had you been showing up well, for work. Yeah, that is also true. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so me and my mind and my naive mind, I think, I know this is not going to be cheap because they're going to redo my both my back wheels, calipers and shit and everything. In my mind, I'm like, fuck, what's the expensive side of that? Four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Probably. I really hope it's not that much, but maybe it was like seven hundred fucking dollars to fix oh, my shit. Oh boy! I was like, "Are you kidding? That's like almost as much as half I paid for it." Like, I mean, dude, th- there are some. There were some times where, I, with my GTI, because it was a German car where we took it from, they charged us just a little bit more for the labor. But there were yeah. t- there was a time where it was gonna cost me like fifteen hundred bucks to have the car worked on with everything, and I almost oh. told my parents like, "We're just gonna junk this car because fifteen hundred dollars might as well be a million dollars." When I was like young, yeah. and there's no fucking way I, it would take me th- like three months to make fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> like there's no fucking way. I was going to make that much. And so, you know, my parents would step in and help out. Yeah. I don't know, man. I was, I was a little shell shocked by that shit. I was like, fuck, I mean, okay, but now I can't, 
now I can't buy my weed I need. Yeah, to, to live. Um, <laughs> as a, just a quick note before we start closing things up here, guys. Ty, I've started smoking um, indica weed. Oh, you just started, <laughs> dude! I prim- I prim- I primarily only smoke sativas. Oh um, man, I well, all right. So I went the other way around. Trip. For me, I was always real indica heavy, but at some point, I was like, I I still like sativas, so I started also just diversifying. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I really like both, but still, overall, for sure, I am an indica guy through and through. Yeah, <laughs> I I think uh, I'm a sativa guy because these indicas they they do make me a little more uh, relaxed and some creativity comes out of that. But a lot of times it's just I want to lay down. See, I, I just want to get the... fully. I want to get fully horizontal. Like I will get crunk as all crunk, but it doesn't make me sleepy, dude. I'm still like, I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm always good to go on that. <laughs> it never um... made me. And one last thing, uh, Ty, are you dilating your eyes? <laughs> Man, I don't know when the last time you had to do it, but I'm supposed to get one every year as a diabetic, and it's been two or three years for me. So my doctor made me go, and man, it's been a while since they did it. And I, they really warned me. They're like, it really hurt me, so it might hurt you when I put these in. So just be careful. Hurt? That well, it's it does sting a little bit, but I don't know, man. Have you ever used those like Japanese eye drops, the like the minty kind? Have you I've ever used, done that? I've used the roto, which are the like alcohol based ones, and those kind of like yeah. yeah, get on you a little bit. But yeah, I I will say I kind of like those, so this wasn't that surprising to me when they put them in. They're like, oh, nothing. And I'm like, oh no, I feel it. It's cool. I like it. I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm just super used to it. Um, and then, but it was a little fucked. Like the first hour of my eyes being real dilated kind of fucked with me a little, <laughs> just a little. But I well, was fine driving out of there. Well, I'm glad you made it home, Ty, with your gigantic ass pupils. Um, but we are going to wrap things up here for the evening, guys. We do appreciate you listening. Uh, it's me, Mike B, and Ty. Who knows when Owen's going to be back? But if you like what you hear, please check us out on Facebook, Facebook slash groups slash Ono Radio Show. Um, if you love what you hear, go to patreon.com slash ONRS. Give us two bucks and you can listen to a bunch of premium content. Um, we love you guys. From everyone here at the Ono Radio Show, please wish Ono Owen a, uh, a safe trip back. He should be back in just another couple weeks. But we'll keep doing shows in the meantime from Mike B and my good friend Ty. What do we say when we get out of here, Ty? Wait, wait. Rest in peace, Ginger. Rest in peace, Ginger. We miss you, sweetheart. My heart. And now we can do it. Yeah.